Good morning and welcome back, listeners. It is currently Friday, May 1st, and this is today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by Up5 Media. This is your co-host, Darian Phillips, and I am joined by Simran Sandu. Today's episode brings another hefty load of earnings reports, but before we get to that, let's start with an update on some key economic indicators. First off, nearly 4 million Americans filed for jobless benefits last week, which now leaves total claims at 12.4% of the workforce. The Commerce Department also reported that consumer spending fell by 7.5% last month, marking the steepest monthly decline since 1959. And one more final note, we saw personal income take a beating last month as well, falling by nearly 2%, which is the largest decrease since 2013. Darian, it's Friday. Come on, man. We can't be starting the day off with such depressing news. Luckily, I've got something a bit more optimistic to share, starting off with markets. The Dow Jones finished off April with an 11% gain for the month, and it's the index's largest one-month percentage gain since 1987. Similarly, the Nasdaq rose by 15% in April, while the S&P 500 was up 13%. And I'm just hoping that we can keep this trend going on for the month of May. And up first for our update on earnings is Gilead, who reported total revenues of $5.5 billion for the first quarter. Now that said, listeners, the company's bottom line did take a little bit of a hit last quarter, falling from $1.98 billion this time last year to $1.55 billion now. Outside of their earnings report, Gilead also announced their expectation to have more than 140,000 treatment courses of their experimental drug remdesivir made by the end of May. And while we're at it, Amazon also reported earnings. And let me tell you, it was an interesting day for Jeff Bezos. The company saw revenue increase by 26% from a year earlier for a grand total of $75.5 billion for the first quarter. This was fueled by online shopping as we find ourselves in lockdown. However, profits did fall 29% compared to last year, so the company did not beat expectations and as a result, shares fell by 5.2%. And the other big tech conglomerate that is Apple also showed its ability to remain resilient during this crisis. The company reported a slight uptick of 1% in revenue. However, their profits did fall by nearly 3%. Apple claimed that services and wearables such as App Store purchases and AirPods surged by almost 18% last quarter, which ultimately proved to be the difference maker as sales of the company's legacy products such as iPhones, iPads, and Macs dipped by nearly 7%. And let's also briefly talk about Visa, which is the largest U.S. credit card network. They posted revenue of approximately $6 billion, which is up 7% compared to a year ago, while profits rose to $3 billion for the quarter. And as we're all well aware, listeners, the airline industry has suffered an exceptional amount over the past few months, and United Airlines earnings were a prime example of this. Yesterday, the company announced a 17% dip in first quarter revenues and a loss of $1.7 billion. This market a substantial decrease from the $292 million profit that they reported this time last year. You know, it's ironic you mention airlines because Boeing just launched a $25 billion bond sale after posting back-to-back quarterly losses. Now their credit rating has been downgraded and remains slightly above junk grade status. And Texas shale driller Concho Resources highlighted the severe stress that U.S. oil and gas companies are undergoing right now with a reported net quarterly loss of $9.3 billion. And now that we're done with earnings, let's briefly cover retail by looking at Macy's. Macy's plans to reopen 68 stores next month in states that have loosened restrictions, and their CEO announced that he expects to have 775 stores reopened in the next six weeks. This also includes their Bloomingdale's and Blue Mercury chains. 
And if we transition over to the public sector real quick, listeners, we'll see that U.S. intelligence agencies are currently investigating laboratories in Wuhan to see if the coronavirus may have escaped from one of them rather than developing in meat markets, which is what experts previously believed was the case. As of now, there is no concrete evidence on the matter, and China has repeatedly denied these allegations. And as we bring up U.S. lawmakers, two specific stories come to mind. First, Democrats have been urging former Vice President Joe Biden to address the sexual assault allegation made against him by a former Senate And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell defends his decision to convene the Senate next week, claiming that it is the elected official's duty to return to work. As you can imagine, some people weren't too happy with his decision. And on that note, that concludes today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill. I hear we have sunny skies today and a warm weekend ahead, so enjoy some time outside, and while you're at it, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you Monday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news.